Discover the leader in you with the leadership linebacker, Dr. Jason Carthen, former New England Patriot turned PhD. I bring a new brand of inspiration and passion to audiences worldwide. Having served and consulted with Fortune 500 companies, the National Football League Players Association, and the White House, each week I will prescribe empowering, motivational, and life-changing medicine for your soul. Now, it's time to discover the leader in you. Hey, welcome everybody to another edition. I'm excited to be with you today as Dr. Jason Carthen, a leadership linebacker, and I'm excited to share the lovely Dr. Dorothy Bonvillain with you today yet again. If you all can remember, she came on the show probably, I think it was episode 23, and we're at 43 right now. So, you know, get ready, get set. We're going to be talking about some amazing leadership things today. But before we do that, I want to just uh, make sure I say thank you for tuning in. Never want to take it for granted uh, that you tune in. You're connected with me. I see your tweets. I I get your emails, and I know you tune in, and you always have questions, so I just thank you for that. I just don't want to take it for granted on this beautiful Sunday afternoon. Now, I want to remind everyone that we have uh, personal development tools at jasoncarthen.com. Always go there. You'll see the latest blog posts. You'll see the latest uh, tools that we have for you, and we have some uh, interesting contests there as well, so make sure you stay connected there at jasoncarthen.com. And as always, if you have questions today, you can tweet your questions to me at Jason Carthen, or alternatively, you can give us a call live in studio at 1-888-281-1110. Now, as I shared, we have Dorothy Bonvillain with us today. Just a little recap, Dorothy is a certified coach, speaker, and trainer with the John Maxwell team. She is a 45-year military spouse who found her passion and purpose serving as a voice of wisdom and experience for military wives and families. She actually offers coaching, workshops, and online training for any person or organization looking to grow in personal and professional leadership skills. Now, her experiences really cross a very broad spectrum. You know, she's been a television producer She's been the uh, chief of partnership for Tradoc Culture Center and ISC Consulting Group, a trainer and curriculum developer for General Dynamics and Information Technology. She's even been a high school principal. <laughs> so at the end of the day, she is well versed in not only people, but also professional development. And we always consider it a privilege to have Dr. Dorothy with us. And Dorothy, I just want to say, hey, welcome back to the show. How are you today? Oh, good afternoon, Dr. Jason. I am fabulous. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. You know, it's a uh, it's a beautiful day here. I know it's it's always beautiful <laughs> where you are. Aren't you in uh, Arizona? Is that where you calling we're, from? Yes, sir. We're in Arizona, and we have just azure blue skies today and gorgeous sunshine. And it's around 70 degrees, so it's beautiful. Oh, my goodness. Well, I would say, I would say I'm jealous, but today it's, it's pretty nice here at Cleveland. Awesome. That's good. Yeah. That's fabulous. I'm so glad to be back with you. Yeah. I, you know what? When I said if we can figure out a way to get you back on, and then we knew that, you know, you had some really major developments taking place with your nonprofit and then also with Veterans Day coming up, all these different things. I said, well, this is this is great timing. This is great Absolutely. timing. Perfect. So, yeah. Perfect. 
And, you know, again, absolutely meant to be. And again, just to just remind everyone, we're talking about highlighting the leadership influence of veterans in business. Now, many people may say, well, I don't see the linkages. I mean, do we have veterans in business? And I think people need to be aware that just because you serve in the military, some people transition out. And great things can happen when they transition out and all the things that they've learned, the discipline, the character, the integrity, it really can be placed right into business and enacted. So, Dorothy, I'm excited to have you share a little bit of insight today along those lines. You ready to go? I'm ready to go. All right. Good stuff. So Mm -hmm. since the last time that I talked to you, Dorothy, you know, you, you've been doing a lot, and I know we have a lot of ground to cover, but before we do that, I think sometimes people get uh, Veterans Day mixed up with Memorial Day, and I'd love for us to maybe, let me ask you first, you know, what does Veterans Day mean to you as a military wife, and maybe we can get some explanation along those lines. All right. Um, well, you know, it's a very special meaning for me being a military wife, particularly for decades. Um, I met my soldier in high school, and even back then, he was already a patriot. He would say, I'm going to be an Army Ranger. He had to overcome some tremendous obstacles to live that purpose. For example, when he was in college, he, he had a broken back and a crushed ankle from a car accident. And his doctors told his parents that if he lived, if he lived, mm. he would likely never walk again. And he would drift in and out of consciousness and say, I'll jump out of airplane, Army Ranger. And, you know, he's just an example of the kind of tenacity that our veterans demonstrate, you know, that they serve our country with a purpose that's greater than themselves. Mm-hmm. And, it, you know, it's been our life. It's our lifestyle. And I just have a deep appreciation for the sacrifice that, our veterans are willing to, to give on a daily basis, and the military family, because, you know, one of the things that people sometimes overlook is that not only is the military member serving, but so is the family. And, and it you know, it, it takes a team effort to, to really be successful and learn to be resilient uh, within the military lifestyle. So one of the things that surprises me and um, my husband would talk about it when he was teaching young soldiers, is that they often didn't know the distinction between Veterans Day and Memorial Day. Right. Which, just for those who don't, you know, do get it mixed up, our Memorial Day, which is in May, is set aside to remember and honor our veterans who gave the ultimate price, paid the ultimate price, and lost their lives in service to our, our nation. Mm-hmm. Um and, you know, our Veterans Day, which will be November 11th, and, you know, makes it appropriate for us to talk today, is um, really to recognize and honor all who serve or are serving now and have served, you know, in the past, so, uh, but are alive and well and, and here to share with us and talk about it. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Yeah, and that's, I'm glad you made that distinction because, and it's fine, if people don't know, that's why programs like ours exist. You know, they can have a greater understanding. And I think at the end of the day, as long as we assign value to both dates Mm -hmm. and understand the sacrifice, then there's greater clarity. My bride served in the military as well. And, you know, we talk about it. And 
Mm-hmm. She she even considers a privilege to have been able to do that. So, you know, it's yeah. one of those things. It takes a special person to yeah. really align themselves with serving in the military. And, you know, Dorothy, you shared something there. I mean, you shared several things, uh, which you are known to do. <laughs> you said, you know, you have to have a certain level of tenacity uh, on a daily basis. There is a sacrifice. Then you talked yeah. about team. And then you, yeah. you rounded out the conversation <laughs> with resilience. And, yeah. you know, I mean, everything that you just described is really something that, you know, it's a personal sort of um, passion and discipline, you know, that oh, yeah. you need oh, to yeah. have. And it's, it's not oh, for yeah. the faint of heart. Oh, know? it is not at all. It, it's not an easy lifestyle. It's almost like a double-edged sword, Dr. Jason, because, um, you know, it, it has great challenges that are just inherent in the lifestyle, but it also has incredible opportunities that, that you know, like I had that I would never have had had I just stayed in my hometown, which I likely would have done had I not fallen in love with a soldier. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, so, so you, you need to look at it both ways. And my mission now is to help young military wives and families just kind of get a leg up, you know, to shorten their learning curve and learn from me, from my personal experience and from my my educational background, uh, to share with them as much as I can. You know, I kept asking myself, how would I have felt had I had a senior military spouse come along and say, you know, take my hand, I can help you. Let me me share with you what I've learned along the way. Mm -hmm. And I'm telling you, I would have been first in line. Wow. Yeah. And it's it, I think a lot of times, Dr. Dorothy, people don't realize what they can glean from the wisdom of others. You know, That's it's right. I think sometimes pride will get in the way and people will say, well, I just I have to figure this out on my own. But what you're describing and what you're doing even right now, and we'll unpack it a little yeah. bit more later. The whole yeah. idea of mentoring and coming alongside oh, someone yeah. and speaking uh, into their life, you know, absolutely. it's just a it's a profound thing that really shouldn't be minimized uh, oh, in it, any it, way. It's a blessing. It's a blessing. It's it's a win-win because when you pour into someone's life, as you well know, because you do it every day too. Oh, thank you. Uh, but when mm-hmm. you pour into someone's life, there is just uh, not only do you grow and they grow, but it's just you know it is food for the soul. You know, yes. it just makes my heart sing. Yes. Yes, yes. What a blessing. I mean, I, you know, you, I know you're a believer. I'm a believer. And I just, I have to pause here for a second because today has just been a great day. Heard a great sermon message uh, this morning and just really lifted my spirit uh, and just thankful. You know, I'm always thankful to uh, connect with other believers and it's, it's just an amazing thing. And, and we have to take a break here in a second, but you shared something that I want to backtrack on you and you've done it before, but you actually said my soldier. Can you give yeah. us a little unpack that a little bit in a few moments? Because when I hear you say it, the inflection in your voice is like, no, he's mine. We're connected. I love him. <laughs> <laughs> so so talk to us a little bit. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, when I met him in high school, I, I was attracted to him even then. Mm-hmm. We didn't date until college. Uh, and had he not gotten in the accident that I mentioned earlier, 
I'm not sure we would have reconnected again. He was already away at Texas A&M, mm-hmm. and and I was still in high school. And uh, but he he had to come back to community college to try and he came back on crutches actually, and and he was trying to catch up on some hours that he missed while he was recuperating and recovering from that terrible accident. And that's when we reconnected. And at the time, I was this uh, small-town Texas girl. I had, you know, I had dreams of, of, of seeing exotic places. I would lay out on the lawn when I was a young girl, and I'd look at the clouds, and I would imagine I would catch a cloud, and it would take me all over the world to exotic places. Wow. But, Dr. Jason, I didn't really think that could be happen, you know, that that could be real for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then when we reconnected, and he, like I said, even back in high school, he knew he wanted to be an Army Ranger. And I didn't think I wanted that kind of lifestyle. You know, I knew I wanted to be a wife and mother, and I, I wasn't sure about dragging my kids and uprooting them and taking them all over the world, uh, you know, because I had these deep, deep roots and very close connections to family and to lifelong friends. And I wasn't sure I wanted to take that on. But... He was the one, and you know, and I realized that if I was going to be married to him, I was going to have to accept that lifestyle. So mm. he's my soldier. He's been my soldier now. Actually, we have an interesting story. It it it's almost been fifty years. It will be forty nine years next August when we were first engaged. Oh my. So he's my soldier. <laughs> I like that. I like that. And, you know, the reason why I wanted you to expand on it, one is just it's a it's a rich, rich, rich story. And and I think that people need to sometimes place a certain level of uh, emphasis on uh, what we're trying to communicate here on Discover the Leader in You. You know, we don't want it to just be, well, it's just a topic. No. I mean, Dr. Dorothy, you're more than a topic. Your husband is more than a topic. And certainly veterans <laughs> are more than just a topic so absolutely yeah this is good stuff now i'm going to switch gears when we come back from break and we're going to kind of unpack some some disturbing information you know so we'll we'll talk about that here in a second hey everybody you are on and we are talking to dr dorothy bonvillain she is doing some amazing things and we're talking about highlighting the leadership influence of veterans in business stay tuned with us and we'll be right back back everybody and the first segment was in my opinion just outstanding dorothy put a face to the idea of veterans and not just veterans but highlighting the leadership influence of veterans in business and she is doing that she's done some amazing things thus far and every time she comes on she just shares a few nuggets that we all can sort of take with us you know put them put them in our uh rucksack and keep on moving forward so (laughs) now Dorothy I have to switch gears because there are some alarming statistics that are coming out and they are based upon the Department of Veteran Affairs report that really is sharing with us something that we cannot ignore we are reading along the lines of reported veteran suicides 22 
per day are taking place. Do you have any insight into that? Are you are are you as alarmed as I am with that? Oh my lord, yes. Um, you know, most people are not aware that the statistics are are that grim, but they are, and it's just a, it's a tragedy. Um, and, and let me put this in real terms because you know sometimes, as you know, particularly being an academic, stats can be really cold and unfeeling. Yes. So let, let's think about it this way. Think about, go back and think about your fifth grade class, all right? You likely had around 22 classmates in mm-hmm. your class. Mm-hmm. The loss of 22 lives a day is like losing your entire fifth grade class in one day. Oh, my goodness. Wow. And that's a sobering thought, isn't it? It is. That imagery, I mean, wow. and, and then just to realize that each mm-hmm. one of those young people in your class represents mm-hmm. a family, an impact, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. upon that family. Dorothy, why, why do you think this has taken place? I mean, just the, just the harsh nature of it, suicide, you know? I mean, mm. wh- why do you think it's taken place? Well, I'm, I'm going to give you a real-life example. Okay. Uh, I want to share a real-life example, and I, I, I think it reveals some of the struggle that, um, that these veterans are going through. Um, I recently met a young veteran named Mark at a Military Family Appreciation Day in Iowa, mm-hmm. and uh, I was the, the keynote speaker there. And even though he was medically retired, he was wearing fatigues. Oh, okay. And, you know, it was clear to me that day that he just desperately needed to talk to someone. He needed someone to just really, really listen to his story. And, and he sat there and he held my hand, and through his tears he said, why did I come back? And then he didn't. Mm. Um, you know, so they struggle with some of the harsh realities of what they had to go through in a war zone, um, you know, and the disconnection that they have to not only experience between people they love and, and wish they could be with, um, and, and the disconnect that has to sort of go on within the soul to do some of the things they have to do. Um, his wife was there, and, and she said to me, he suffers from PTSD. I found him trying to hang himself. Oh, my just, goodness. You know, I was just, it, it's crushing. But, you know, some of my John Maxwell team folks who live in Iowa had all come together there to, support us that day and and together you know we and some of the veterans organizations that were there as well really listened to mark that day and we made that connection you know a big part of it is this disconnect this lack of connection that sort of becomes part of what takes place in their lives and when he left that event that day he he had a renewed hope about him you could see it in his being. You know, he, he was holding himself different. He, he was walking differently. It was evident that just having somebody care and listen really made a difference for him. And what I want our listeners to think about is that, you know, sometimes their wounds are, you can see them. You know, they lose arms or legs or, you know, they have visible um, wounds. But many of these wounds, are not visible on right. the outside, mm-hmm. and they're really lodged in the soul, and they have to begin to heal from the inside out. Mm-hmm. 
And Dorothy, I think, you know, just heightening awareness of situations Mm -hmm. like this, I I think at least if we can begin to have the conversations, you know, Mm -hmm. around topics like this. And and I don't think it's it's just relegated to and you said his name was Mark, right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it's just relegated to guys like Mark. I, I think when you. I've heard this before. It's almost like a, a certain level of, of shame that's associated with, well, I served, I came back, and other people didn't. What makes me yes. different? And it's almost yes. like you have to unpack that illegitimate shame and say, hey, wait a minute, you know, let's yeah. let's really deal with the core issue here, you know. Yes. I mean, we all are, yes. you know, as we're fighting and doing things that we have been deputized to do for our country, you know, yes. we have to remember that. Things are going to happen, you know, and yes. you cannot take yeah. on that burden. And that is just that's that's difficult. I am so glad you guys were there to be able to speak uh, into his life. I mean, that's that's powerful. Oh, absolutely. I mean, uh, and and there's been some follow on, you know, there's been some real need that uh, the American Vet Association there in Iowa has stepped up to the plate and uh, stepped into his life and are beginning to provide support. And I mean. Mark is, he's just one example. There's a Mark, there are Marks in every community, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know? And so I think awareness, like you said, is, is number one. And number two is to become intentional about reaching out to military families in our community because, you know, most of them are far away from family and their lifelong friends, and, and they really need you, Um you know, we, we we get so busy with our own lives, but we and you don't stop and think about, you know, the transitory nature of being in the military requires our military families to get really good at disconnecting. Yes, and, and I think you and I you mentioned before that you and your wife have had that discussion during during her military service, yes. where you know she recognizes that disconnection is almost. Um, celebrated, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because it's too painful otherwise. Right, right, and and you I know? think you become, and I, you know, I well, desensitize is is a hard word, but in some ways it fits because in order to carry out your job, sometimes yep. you have yep. to become desensitized, but. I don't think anyone offers any sort of uh, transitioning back into <laughs> being connected and, and deeply, deeply feeling, uh, you know, certain mm-hmm. situations. So mm-hmm. you have people, a segment of people who have served probably valiantly, but now they're bringing that that disconnect back with them. Yes. And it's just it's so hard, you know, and, it, and you know, it's, it's a hard well, thing. You know, connection is a basic human need. Yes. And and when you don't have it, I mean when you when it's absent, you pay a very dear price, just like Mark's wife finding him trying to hang himself and and so that one of the things that that I've done actually since I talked to you mm-hmm. and it grew out of um the Military Family Appreciation Day in Iowa is uh setting up this nonprofit Yes. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and the purpose for that is that, you know, uh, there are a lot of organizations that are out there to, to serve veterans and their families, but um, we still have statistics like 22 suicides a day. And so our um, theory is that 
a lot of times we're treating the symptom and not like you were talking about the core of the problem, you know, that goes so much deeper. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so um, we, we're putting together this nonprofit, <clears throat> and it's, it's, it's an outreach program where we will honor and connect and support military families, not only within the family themselves, because they have to learn to reconnect, you know. Mm-hmm. The veteran has to learn to reconnect to their core being, you know, that part that they've had to disconnect to do what they've had to do. Right, they, right. When you come back, you're changed by your experiences, so you have to reconnect with your family, which is a whole nother, um dynamic that goes on, and it's challenging. Yeah. Um, you know, they need to connect with other military families who have an understanding and a similar experience, you know, shared experience of what it's like to live that lifestyle. Right. And then also to connect them with their communities. And the event in Iowa, it was really interesting. I, I met um, Jennifer Laughlin Stevenson, is a young woman who is one of my John Maxwell team colleagues. And she um, she lives on this wonderful farm up in the, you know, the, the heartland of America in Iowa. Mm-hmm. And she said she was walking around the lake one day and she just had this vision for Military Family Appreciation Day. She's the daughter of a Vietnam vet. And, you know, she she has seen um, the results of that war on her father. And she just had this vision of, of having a Military Family Appreciation Day. And she just did it. She took action. And this was her third event, and it has, like, doubled in size each year. And that community just rallied around it, and they've come together. And um, it was an incredible day. It was an all-day event. You know, we had barbecue. There were all kind of activities for kids. Uh, Veterans organizations were there to reach out and and provide support. Wow. Um, And we made a difference. You know, it made a difference. Um, and one of my other John Maxwell team colleagues, uh, Julia Smith, who lives in Florida, she took an interest in, in this, and she stepped up to the plate and just was incredible with helping with Planet, helping execute this event, and she brought uh, Nathan Osmond of the Osmond family yes. to do the music that day. Um, <laughs> Dorothy, let's he, do this. I have to take a quick break. But when we okay. come back, I want you to unpack that a little bit further further because right. it sounds like we have two different <laughs> locations and we have a lot of synergy and it's it's all good stuff. And I want to hear oh, more yeah. about your nonprofit. Yes, so and I want people to get involved. So stay yes, tuned, sir. everybody. We'll be right back. And I just want to say, wow, today's show is really uh, touching some some deep areas here. So stay connected and we'll be right back. Hey, welcome back, everybody. It's Dr. Jason Carthen. We are talking to Dr. Dorothy Bonvillain, and we are discussing highlighting the leadership influence of veterans and business. And at the end of the day, Dr. Dorothy is certainly a leader, and she is making an impact. And before we segue to break there, we were talking about 
Dorothy's nonprofit and just the impact. And, you know, Dorothy, you had shared that the, I guess the inaugural event was in Iowa. And then uh, you said Julie was helping out in Florida. And this thing is just continuing to grow. Do I have those names correct? <laughs> First of all. <laughs> <laughs> you do. We have Jennifer um, Laughlin Stevenson is in Iowa, and it was her vision initially, and she did it for a couple years, and the community just really supported and responded to the event. And this year, she invited me to come and speak, so I was there from Arizona, and Julia Smith, who lives in Florida, jumped in and started helping with the planning and the execution, and. She brought on board Nathan Osmond of the Osmond family, who, if you've never heard his song, Stars and Stripes, Mm -hmm. I encourage all listeners to Google that. For Veterans Day, it will touch your heart. Oh, that is nice. Um, He loves what we're doing. He is now part of our FOMA Op team, and, um, you know, he's going to, we're going to, what we're going to do is we're going to set up these events around the country mm-hmm. so that communities can celebrate and honor and, and show appreciation for the veterans in their local community and their military families. And so we want to build connections. You know, we want to build connections, not only helping families within families, but families to, to families and then families to communities. And in doing so, and then meeting needs. You know, there are a lot of families who can't make it to an event. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. so we want to provide support for those families, too, and share resources and uh, let them know that they're appreciated as well. So um, if people will go to our Facebook page, it's F-O-M-A-O-P, FOMA Op, and that stands for Families of Military Appreciation Outreach Program. Right. I was just getting ready to say, tell us the name of the nonprofit. <laughs> and, yeah, let's just, yeah. hey, you you made a great segue there anyway. So how, how do they get in contact with you? Go to the Facebook page? Or yeah, you... go to the Facebook page, like okay. us, uh, leave us a message, uh, leave us a contact, and we'll get in touch with them. Um, if there are people out there who would like to host, an event like this, you know, it's a, a full-day event. Uh, in fact, I am going to, I'm, I'm in the process now of setting one up for Southern Arizona mm. um, in 2016. Okay. And I already have people within the community who stepped forward and said, you know, when I posted some of the pictures and the things from the event in Iowa, they said, can we do this here? That's great. And, uh, you know, I would just encourage people all over the country to do the same because it means a lot to military families. And it begins to what what we believe gets to the core of the issue, which is connection, that lack of connection. Absolutely. And it's that basic human need that is so desperately needed. Yeah. I mean, if people are truly going to flourish, and it's not just not just our veterans, but anyone, you know, you need mm. that human connection that you're describing. Mm. And, and it's such a deep level too, because there are certain things that take place in people's lives. And if they're mm-hmm. not connected, you know, it, it right. can really create, you know, a stronghold in their life and yeah. it can be a, a bad thing. So Dr. Dorothy, let me ask you this. Now, do you guys exist off of donations? If people wanted to give, can they do that? Or how does that yeah. work? 
Uh, yes, absolutely. Um, we're still in the process of formalizing our nonprofit. Okay. Um, so we um, we have a, an organization there in Iowa that mm-hmm. is partnering with us until we have all of our formalities completed. Great. And uh, so if they contact us, we can um, put them in contact with... Um, with this organization, and they they are a nonprofit already, and so any contributions are tax deductible. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And um, you know, we, there's all sorts of needs out there that need to be met. So all they have to do is reach out and touch us, and we will reach back and make all this um, possible. That is great, and and I would encourage our listeners to definitely go to their Facebook page, like their page, and then also it yeah. sounds like they have a fiscal officer. In this other nonprofit, and that happens all the time, just in case anyone gets <laughs> taken aback, fiscal officers are appointed, and it's a great partnership, yeah. and, and it works. Yeah. So make sure you yeah. do not uh, miss this opportunity to give to Families of Military Appreciation Outreach Program, or FOMA, yeah. and yeah. Uh, really leverage uh-huh. leverage your intent and uh, your intentionality, mm-hmm. too, of giving back mm-hmm. because they are doing mm-hmm. some amazing things. And, and Dr. Dorothy, yeah. we had Nathan on the show, and he, ah. he, he was funny. <laughs> he, awesome? he, is, awesome. he is a great guy. love his personality. We actually pulled up his song, Stars and Stripes, <laughs> and we, we played it during wow. one of our segments. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, he's just a good guy. We're connected on Facebook, too. So oh, wonderful. Yeah, well, that's you know, a, He's just the real deal. I mean, he really cares about people. And he has reached back to Mark from that event that we did there. And, uh, you know, he, he, he cares. Mm-hmm. And we need people like that who care. And let me add this, that if anyone's concerned about, you know, our partnership with the other nonprofit at this point, mm-hmm. they, can, uh, they can Google and check out. It's the Grout Museum, G-R-O-U-T, mm. in Iowa. And so they will see that, um, you know, they have a section that really focuses on the military and military history, and they have a great um, mission toward helping support uh, the military as well. So they make a natural partner for us. Yeah, and it only makes sense, and I'm so glad that you said that. That's why I made the comment about a fiscal officer, because a lot of people don't understand that partnerships uh, take place all the time. and. Even without the partnership, and it sounds like it's a great one, you know, when you guys finally do receive that final uh, designation from the Internal Revenue Service, everything that has been given, it's retroactive. They'll still receive, you know, that uh, contribution deduction there. And, you know, I just pulled up your uh, FOMA op uh, page on Facebook, and and thanks to my bride, uh, (laughs) she sent it over to me. I hope I get to meet her one of these days. Me too. I mean, she is just, you know, I, I love my baby. I mean, she's something else. And uh, she's the real deal. She's the real she's deal. Yes, she is my soldier. And it's hard to believe. And it's so funny. When you walk into our uh, foyer, we actually have a picture of her in full military garb. And she has the flag on her back. And it's this, it's this amazing thing. But, you know, we, we get it. We get it, and uh, we we certainly want to support you. We appreciate all that you do, and you know I want to let me switch gears because we have to take break a break here in two minutes. Do you feel like the challenges are different for mili- military families today as opposed to maybe in the Vietnam era, or or what do you mm. think? 
Well, you know, there are a lot of them that remain the same, and that that particularly like for military uh, military spouses is that your career becomes secondary to their you know to the soldier's career or the air, airman's career or whatever branch of service is is applicable. Um, you know, we all still suffer from lack of support because we're away from our family and friends, and you know, you often feel disconnected and alone. And about the time you get connected or you feel like, you know, you, you have a purpose in a community, you're uprooted and off you go again. So all of that's the same. Um, raising a family in a mobile environment like that where you're constantly having to transition, you know, you worry about your kids and their, you know, how they're going to cope with a lot of the changes because it's sort of a constant changing environment. And uh, you often serve as a mili- as a single parent, you know, within a military family. You have to wear all the hats and, and try to take care of all the, you know, challenges and crises that come up on occasion. So, but, you know, one of the significant differences is the communication today mm-hmm. and the technology that affects that communication. For example, when Frank was in Vietnam, you know, it took two weeks to, to get a letter to turn around. Two you know, we weeks. Had to, two weeks. It was a two-week <laughs> turnaround for for us to hear from each other. And you know, you didn't have. Um, we didn't get to talk on the phone. It was a. We would write to each other, and it would be a two-week turnaround before we could connect. Oh my goodness! Today it's instantaneous. You know, I mean, you 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 can have a baby, and your husband is on Skype, right? And you know, he's he's there as part of what's going on, which. You know, that can be a blessing, but it can also be a curse. Right. You know, the reason being is that, you know, my husband says, well, you know, I don't I don't think I would have wanted to be instantly connected like that because, you know, it it, it makes it challenging to be laser focused like they so often have to be that if you're not, if you're distracted, you know, it can cost lives in a war zone. Yeah, and that's the that's the thing. We'll we'll pick it back up after the break, Dorothy. But one of the things that I just want to share, the final caveat, it, it would seem very difficult if I had an opportunity to talk to my wife and then all of a sudden I'm thrust back into battle. It's like, whoa, that's yes. it's hard to yes. disconnect like that. That would be Absolutely. hard. That would be hard. <laughs> okay, everybody, we are talking to Dr. Dorothy Bonvillain, and we have to take a break here, but you are on with the Leadership Linebacker, and this is Discover the Leader in You, and we'll be right back. Welcome back, everybody. It's the Leadership Linebacker, Dr. Jason Carthen, and we are talking to Dr. Dorothy Bonvillain about highlighting the leadership influence of veterans in business. And, you know, Dr. Dorothy was just sharing with us that, you know, things are a little different from current challenges that uh, military families face right now, as opposed to maybe back in the Vietnam uh, War era. But You know, we were talking about the idea of how communication, something as simple as being able to connect with uh, your spouse or family member and just how that can change your perspective. And there's some positives and negatives associated with that. Dr. Dorothy, you want to finish um, the caveat there? 
Yeah. I don't know if you've seen American Sniper, the movie American Sniper. Yes, but, yes. Uh, you know, you see you see evidence of that uh, mm-hmm. when, when they're talking and he's in the war zone. So, you know, it can, uh, it can, it can be a blessing because, like I said, you know, that you can share things that even having a baby, you know, when, when he can't get back or, uh, or she can't get back because we have, you know, we have male spouses today too. Right. So, um, you know, that, that's a blessing, but, but it can also kind of take your focus off what you have to, the, the, the mission at hand. And, that can be dangerous in a war zone. It can cost lives. So, you know, that, that instant communication is a huge difference mm-hmm. that we did not have back in the Vietnam era. Um, you know, the, the length of deployment. Today, families are having to deal with multiple deployments. Oftentimes, you know, these, these fellows will go over, our, our, our wives will go over for four months, six months, and then they're back and they train and they go back again. And so back in the Vietnam era or World War II, you know, people were gone for a much longer period of time. Mm-hmm. But usually they, they, they had like one, one posting to Vietnam or some did too. But do, it generally oh. is different there in the length of deployment. Dr. Dorothy, let me ask you something. We're, we're going to divert here for a second. Uh, but do you find that that is very hard on the family, though? I mean, if you're gone like that and then you're mm. back very briefly and then you're gone again, I mean, what does that do to the continuity of relationship? I mean, what? Oh, it's, oh, it's so challenging, Dr. Jason. It's, uh, you know, one of the things, one of the things that was really poignant for me is um, people who serve in the military, like we said, they're sort of their own breed of animal. Mm-hmm. And they have such a deep, deep, hardcore sense of purpose about what they're doing and serving their nation that it becomes like, a, you know, it's a way of life for them. So when they're in a war zone, they're under, you know, a lot of pressure. They're, they're, there's, a, there's sort of an adrenaline rush for, for lack of a better term, mm-hmm. and they come back, and then they, they step into the family, and, and, and they're changed by their experience overseas. They come back, the wife or the husband, as the case may be, but, you know, you've had to become very independent. Like I said, you're, you're serving almost like a single parent. Right. You're having to make all the decisions. You're having to take care of all the business, and you've become quite independent, and the military member comes back in, and, you know, they want to kind of take their rightful place. And it's a very difficult uh, tr- relationship transition that has to take place. You know, there's a, a lot of give and take that's required. There's a, a whole new level of understanding that has to be reached as you kind of re-get your, you know, you have to find new footing, a new normal yes, for yep. the family. You know, the kid is like, well, where has he or she been for you know, all these months of my life. Right. And, you know, there, there's a, there's some distance that, that's created there. You know, it's, uh, it's very difficult on families. Yeah, and I was, you know, I was thinking along those lines, and uh, I think when you said it's, it's challenging, you know, that's, mm-hmm. that's putting it nicely, I think, because <laughs> <laughs> there's a certain level of um, humility that needs to come into it. And, you know, if, if your spouse has been there holding down the ship, you know, that entire time, and then you come back and you have a sense of, 
you know, hey, I'm back. Was well, for how yeah. long? You know, I mean, that's <laughs> that's a hard thing. Well, and I was just wondering. You know, I know we digress, but. Let me ask you this. You know, we're going to run out of time here, but Ooh, I know, and I have so many things to share. I know, I know. Well, hey, you know, there's <laughs> we can always bring you back. But anyway, let me ask you this: If right. what sort of services and or products you know can you offer you know to support some of the uh, veteran families and and I know you have a book that's coming out too. So maybe if you can share a little bit about that, both of those. Yeah. Yeah, well, I have my book that um, that came out last year, and it's titled "Loving Your Life: Seven Steps for Military Wives." Mm. And it, you know, it is like a it's like a manual. It, it it's um, it's almost like a roadmap okay. for military spouses. And what I did is I made the seven steps relate to the wheel of life. Um, and if you're not familiar with the wheel of life, it's it's a great tool. Mm-hmm. to help people look at the key areas of our lives that we all, you know, live within in each day of our lives. And it has to do with things like personal goals and relationships and our physical environment, our finances, our yes. health and well-being, you know, our uh, recreation and, and purpose and vision. And so I took that and I wrote it into these seven steps and it's very practical, it's applicable, everyday tools. It includes things like personality type, you know, understanding your personality type and your spouses and other people that you interact with and learning to, to have smart goals, right. um, learning what your strengths are and applying those. You know, I have charts and graphs in there for healthy and unhealthy relationships. And I also set up a red SWAT team, which is a face support group where, you know, military people can connect and share challenges and support, you know, offer ideas and, and just connect, you know, build those connections. So, so that's one of the things that I offer. Um, wow. You know, also as a John Maxwell certified coach, speaker, and trainer, you know, I have just um, wonderful leadership programs through using John's content that he's developed over 40 years as one of our world's top leadership experts. I mean, it's world-class leadership content that I can teach in workshops or seminars um, or or do keynote speeches on as well. Valuable, valuable content there. Wow, that is great stuff. Currently, oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say that's great stuff. And and just press the pause button for a second. You said the Red SWAT Team. That's a Facebook support group (laughs) that you have? And and you can just go to uh, Red SWAT team and, and that would come up. Mm-hmm. And it's it's a support group that uh, for people who go to my website and sign on to the website, mm-hmm. then you know they go to the Red SWAT team and it's it's there for any questions, for any concerns, for any support that people need that um, that you know that will respond to and connect others to as well. So. I call it the Red SWAT team because, you know, it's there to to respond, um, whether it be to celebrate or whether it be to respond to a crisis situation. Wow, that's good stuff. And everybody, yeah. too, if you want to connect with Dr. Dorothy, make sure you go to her website at DorothyBonvillain.com, or you can even email Dr. Dorothy at DorothyBonvillain at gmail.com. And 
Make sure you stay connected with her. And Dr. Dorothy, if there we're getting ready to transition here, but if there was one thing, you know, that you would want our veterans to know as we get ready to celebrate Veterans Day on November 11th, what would that thing be? Mm-hmm. That their service is is just deeply, deeply appreciated by those of us who have the privilege and the honor of being Americans. And, you know, I've lived in multiple places around the world. And even with our warts and all, and with uh, 22 veteran suicides a day that, you know, we're working together to try and address, you know, with all of our challenges and our, our problems, this is in a wonderful <laughs> country yes. to live in with incredible freedoms that we enjoy. And they're on the front lines for that. And so we're just so grateful to them for what they do and why they do it, and that they, they are willing to, if necessary, lay down their life for, to preserve our way of life. All right. Well, Dr. Dorothy, thank you so much for being on the show today. It was a privilege to have you. Hey, everybody, stay connected, and we'll see you next week. Take care now. All right. You've been listening to Discover the Leader in You with the leadership linebacker, Dr. Jason Carthen. We want to hear from you. Connect with us now. Visit our blog and visit our website at jasoncarthen.com. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Enterprises. Follow us on Twitter at Jason Carthen. Let's keep the conversation going. And if you want to listen to the podcast, go to jasoncarthenradio.com. Be sure to join us every Sunday at 2 p.m. on AM 1420, The Answer to discover the leader in you. If you would like to be a sponsor for Discover the Leader in You, call Scott Souza at 1-440-552-2995. That's 1-440-552-2995.